Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint with me today, my brother, Obadiah Smith. Glad to be back, Jim. It's good to see you. Obadiah, always good to see you. And you know, I know that you're married. I know your yes. wife. I mean, she is a wonder. Yes, she is. You know my wife. Say the same about mine. Come on, she is. Yes. All right. But our wives both have kind of gotten into a TV gear. Oh, my goodness, Jim. Yes. I mean, my wife used to be content with Law & Order, but no, that's not good enough anymore. She wants to see HGTV. Oh, no. How about you? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. 24-7 in my household, so, Jim. <laughs> so anyone who watches HGTV these days knows that there's a whole series of programs, a kind of genre yes. of learning how to make yourself unhappy with the house you live in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And different programs solve that in different ways, but it's always about finding discontent with where yes. you live. Yes, yes, right. Honestly, there's some life lessons in that stuff. And we here at Viewpoint are embarking on a series, we're actually in the middle of it, where we're using some of those programs on HGTV to help us learn a little bit about life, because there's some truth at the bottom of those shows. And today, I know, I know your wife's on this one, <laughs> love it or list it. <laughs> list it. <laughs> we'll be right back.
Okay, on HGTV, they have a program. It's one of their most popular runs. It's called Love It or List It. And uh, I know, Obadiah, you've seen this at your house. I've seen yes, it at too. We have two protagonists who are yes. the constants. They're the hosts of this program. David and Hillary. <laughs> David and Hillary. Now, Hillary is an interior designer, and she's all about saving the house you live in and redoing it so that you're happy. Yes. David, what does he do? A real estate agent. <laughs> and, and he's all about getting you out of your house. Yes. So no matter what Hillary does to it, he wants you to sell it so you can buy another house because that's his game. Now, these two people, David and Hillary, get along very well. And part of the charm of the program is their dynamic. But they, they are competitors, actually. I mean, Hillary's whispering into one ear, you're going to love this house you live in now. You don't like it now, but I'm going to make it so you love it. And David's whispering in the other ear, you know, she can make it more valuable, which makes it better for you to sell. Yes. Love it or list it. Now, in every show, there's the same pattern. One thing about this show that strikes me is that more than the other kind of home improvement shows on HGTV, this show delves into the stories of what I'll call the contestants or the guests. Yes. Do you ever see that? I mean, yes, they're really looking at as far as uh, their ability to expand what their budget is and what's really going to position them for their future, for their families, as far as the makeup of the family and, and things like that, Jim. These uh, guests on this show are almost always a family. It's a couple or a couple with young kids, yes. and so they're trying to anticipate we have another child coming, or we have too many kids now, or, or you know, our house doesn't accommodate our growing family, those kinds of things. And so you kind of get acquainted with the families at a different level. It's, it's not just about style. I like more big windows. It's about what do I need? What does my family actually need? And then they talk about school districts and the neighborhood and how close are we to other family members and friends. I mean, this show really gets into what you might call the human drama of life and your home, and it does matter where you live and, and how you feel in your house. Yes. So in every show, we get introduced to a family, we learn about them, and then they explain what they don't like about their house. Yes. Usually, usually it's the wife, isn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> she doesn't like the kitchen or you know, she needs another playroom for the yes. kids or whatever. But in fairness, the guys are unhappy too. Yes. We don't want to stereotype, but this is what I've seen on the show. The guys usually want more workroom in the garage, or they want a bigger yard, or they need some more kind of space to do their hobbies or something like that. Whatever it is, the show revolves around this discontent. We're in a house. We have things we need. We have things we want. This isn't getting it for us. So once we get to that, then Hillary starts talking to them, and she says, well, we can fix that. I can redesign your kitchen. I can add on a room. I can push out that wall. I can yes. take this wall out. You can have a bigger garage. Look at this yard. Get rid of that fence. I mean, she's all about taking the house they live in now that they don't like, really, and changing it so they're happy. Yes. And David's listening to the whole thing, and he's going, no, you're never going to be happier. <laughs> doesn't matter what she does. I've got a better deal for you down the street. That's the deal, right? Right. So things go on simultaneously. They get to go see houses that David is showing them, while at the same time, Hillary is remodeling their house. And at the end of the show, they have to make a choice, right? Yes, sir. Do you ever uh, find that you and your wife disagree about the choice they make? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I won't say it's an argument in the house, but if I was a betting man, uh, we'd lay some money on the table. <laughs> well, because, you know what, just like in life, you can go through a lot of things, you can do a lot of homework, you can do research, you can put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into remodeling your house. I mean, life is like that, too. You can do all kinds of things to try and improve yourself, but in the end, you have to make a decision. Am I going to stay where I am? 
or am I going to move to a new place? Yes. And that's the question that's asked at the end of every one of these programs. And you know, that's a question for life too when we come back, Obadiah. Let's unpack some of this frame that HGTV has given us and apply it to life. Yours, mine, and our listeners too. If my heart is overwhelmed And I cannot hear your voice I hold on to what is true Though I cannot see If the storms of life, they come and the road ahead gets steep I will lift these hands in faith I will believe I remind myself of all that you did And the life I have because of your sight Love came down and rescued me
If you watch HGTV these days, it's filled with a lineup of programs that help people make peace with where they live. That's basically it. And you can uh, do flip or flop. You can do uh, the Property Brothers. You could do Love It or List It. I mean, they're all, they're all helping people come to terms with where they live and their home. And can I be at peace in my home? And of course, all of us want to find some peace, don't we? Yes. And I think the fact that people are discontent as the program opens up, and maybe that's not the right word. Some people are hopeful as the program opens up. I mean, they have things that they need or want, and they have hope that this program is going to help them uh, make a new home or their existing home acceptable. But in life, I experience these same moments, oh, but I, I don't know about you, but there are times when I just look at my life and I think, you know, do I need to keep this house? Do I, do I need to keep the set of circumstances? Do I stay in this job? Do I stay in these relationships? Do I stay on this course? Do I stay in these routines? Or do I need to move on to something else? Do I love it? Or do I list it? Do I, do I hold on to it? Or do I let it go? And I think all of us have moments in life where we're at that crossroads. We have to make that decision. And love it or list it is a kind of external frame for actually wrestling with, I think, what's deep down inside of us. You know, the scripture says that the Apostle Paul reflected that he had learned how to be content in every situation, whether yes. he were rich or poor, hungry, starving, or well-fed. Or, I mean, whatever his context was, he had learned how to be content. But legitimately in life, you have moments where you're discontent because something needs to change. There's a scripture, Obadiah, yes, yeah. that uh, jumps off the page at me as I think about these things. It's the Apostle Paul himself writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we believe, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. What does he say there? Paul states that, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So there you have it. Paul's suggesting, no, he's saying outright, straight up, if you are in Christ Jesus, if you have an intersection with Jesus Christ, that your old self is transformed and the old is passed away and you become a new person. You, you're actually transformed. It's a little bit like a house that is, is transformed. It's still the same house, but it's so unrecognizable by all the changes that you can't believe it's the same place. Doesn't that happen on Love It or List It? Yeah. Yes, there's work to be done. There's renovation. There's uh, taking old things out, putting new things in. It's really looking at the reality of where they are in order to make things better. And that's what Hillary does. She comes yes. in the show, she comes from the outside, and she looks at what they see as something that just can't work, and she begins to imagine how it could be. <laughs> wow, this house could be. And it's transformed in such a way that at the end of the show, when the people come back and see the house they've lived in already, and they see it now transformed by Hillary's magic, they're going, is this the same house? I can't believe it. And in a similar way, I think Paul is suggesting to us that in Christ, we could be changed in such a way that we may not even be recognizable. Oh, obviously, our exterior frame may be the same, but the person we are, the way we act, the way we react to the world around us, the way we are proactive in the world around us, the way in which we let things go and forgive with grace in a way that we might not have before, the way in which we have a little bit of peace and calm that we may have missed before. All of that can happen to you as you are now if you're willing to let someone come alongside and remake you. Yes. So do you think watching Love It or List It, Obadiah, that any of the houses that are transformed by Hillary could have ever been changed for the good without her? 
it had to have her. <laughs> she, she's the dreamer. She's she's the innovator. She, she's able to look at the house yes, and, see, and see things that you can't see. Yes. And similarly, you can't see yourself the way God sees you. You have to have God, who is the one who made you. You have to have him look at you again and accept what he sees and then allow him to dream for you. Sometimes I meet people who say, well, I could never be different, or I'll never be able to grow that way, or I'll always have this stalking me, some maybe shame in their past, or maybe some kind of encumbrance where they just don't feel like I can't really go out into the public and deal with people. or Whatever the challenges may be, people sometimes just accept it. I'm going to live in this broken down way, and I can't be changed until they meet Jesus. Yes. And Jesus say, wait a minute. You can't see who I see. I know who you are deep down inside. I know what you can be. I know that you can do this. You can. I can make you new. But I can't escape from that hurt I had, the bruising that I went through, the way in which people took advantage of me or how I was harmed. Many people have stories like that. Yes, you can, Jesus said. I can forgive you, and you can forgive, and you can be set free. You can be a different person. Yes, Jim, and it really boils down to that. We really got to trust God because God may see something that you're not aware of and imagining with what God sees in you, it can come to be. Absolutely. And things that we never thought were possible can happen if we just change the way we live. But it requires God. It requires the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living Christ, to start working us over. It's sometimes difficult because I've had some things in my life where the Lord had to remodel me, yes. and I didn't really like the process yes. because it was painful. I didn't like being removed from some situations that I used to like to be in. I didn't like the way in which I had to walk on this side of the street instead of the other side. I didn't like the way in which I had to let go of some things that I actually found some energy just holding on to those hurts. Sometimes it's hard to let somebody else remodel you. Yes. But Looking back on it, I'm so glad I let that go. I'm so glad I'm on this side of the street. I'm so glad I'm not in that mess up I was before because that's the power of the gospel to change. Now, I have some really good friends in Seattle, Obadiah, where you know that I grew up and spent most of my life until I moved to the middle of the country. Anyway, this couple, uh, Stan and Paulette, they, I mean, they're just terrific folks and they're our same age, and they have kids our age, and we walk through so much of life together with them. And just like us, they had a big house in Seattle. As we moved to the Midwest and go back home to visit one yes. day, we went to their house where they live, and it's not the same house. They sold their house. They moved into a little condominium. And uh, I observed to Stan, who's always been kind of a mellow guy, but he just seems so laid back and relaxed. I mean, he was just like a transformed <laughs> person. And we were out to dinner with him, and I said, Stan... I mean, you've always been mellow. I mean, this is a guy who never had an edge, but he just seems so peaceful and calm. I wanted that. I know his job wasn't that stress-free. He had a very stressful job, but he just was so laid back. Stan, what's, what's up? What's changed? He said, you know what, Jim? I, I now don't worry about all the stuff I have because <laughs> I, I I'm not coming home to mow the grass. I'm not coming home to do all those things. I, I'm, I'm just at peace because I've learned that my home is a place where I can be at peace. Yes. And that translates into every other part of his life. Now, I'm just using that as an illustration again. When you learn that Jesus is at home with you, then it can make all the rest of your life peaceful, calm. That's what you should find at home. That's what you can find in Jesus. And he can make you a person you can be proud of. And that is the story of love it or list it. Today, we want to encourage you, don't list it, love it. 
Love your house, the one God gave you. Love your life, the one God gave you. And yes, it's got flaws, it has broken places, you have places you have stretched to where you snapped. You may have some broken down drywall in one corner or another. You may need to repair the front steps. You may have to dig down deep into the furnace room of your heart. But love that house that God gave you. Love that person that he made you to be. And let him remodel you. Let him take your old self and cause it to pass away and make you new. People will say, what happened to you? Yes. And you can say, you know what? I've got a soul designer. His name is Jesus. And he's made me new. I promise you today, wherever you are in your life, whatever your story, God can make you new. You just have to allow him to give it a try. How do you start? Pray with us. Just invite him onto the case. Invite him right now, right up close to your front door, the front door of your being. We're going to ask him to join us. You can too. Here we go. Our Father God in heaven who made us and knows us better than we know ourselves. Our Father in heaven who understands us from the deepest part of our being to the tips of our toes. Our Father in heaven who loves us so much that you sent your son Jesus into this world that we might have life Our Father in heaven who sent Jesus into this world and even death could not contain him. There is nothing he cannot tackle. There is no problem he cannot solve. Our Father in heaven, we pray for that same Jesus. Jesus Christ, your son, and his spirit now to enter into our hearts. We open the door of our hearts, Lord, and ask him to come inside and remodel us, renovate us, renew us, regenerate us, change us, make us new. Lord, I want to ask forgiveness for the times I've allowed dust to creep into my house, for the times I've been so angry I put my fist into a wall, for all the times in which I carried stuff that I should have left outside, for all the ways in which I've not taken care of my house, for all the ways I have failed to live up to what you dreamed for me. I confess that all, Lord, but I know this, that you can fix the wall, you can clean the house, you can make me new, and I know it's not just about me, Lord, all who join us in this prayer today can be touched by the spirit of the living Christ. Redesign us, Lord, and make us yours. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
if you want to know more about how you can love it, how you can love yourself and be proud of yourself and know that you are fresh and new, give us a call. Just dial this number 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone and we'd so much like to talk with you about how you can be made new in Christ. Now, Obadiah, if someone would prefer not to just dial the phone, they feel a little more comfortable maybe going online. What's our web address? www.cbhviewpoint.org. That's CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's our name. cbhviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there online. Send us an email. We will reply, I promise. Or at the last, just send me a letter. Use surface mail. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you go by phone or online or using the post office, let us hear from you this week. Obadiah, my heart's with you as you sit down with your wife watching HGTV. And while you're on the couch with her, just think about me. I'm doing the same at my house. All right, then. (laughs) And today we hope that you will be with us again next week. Today we want you to love it. Next week we're going to talk about what it takes to list it. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, and for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.